The Productive Woman, Episode 7. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm excited to be here with you again this episode. Uh, We are going to be taking a look at something I think many productive women struggle with, and that's perfectionism. I'll also share my tip of the week and my tool of the week, which this week are kind of combined into one. So let's get started. Um, Lots of things to talk about. My tip of the week tool of the week. There's nothing, you know, new and exciting about this, but you know, I was thinking about the idea of shopping online and what a time saver that's been for me. I'm a huge fan of shopping online. It saves the time and trouble of driving to the store, trolling for a parking space, finding what you're looking for, standing in line, going through all that process, having to go from one place to another and compare, you know, whatever it is you're looking for. Um, Shopping online just makes that so much easier. Plus, I don't know if you're like me, but I just think it's fun to get packages in the mail. I So, so I love shopping online. Um, I find lots of things I need and, and frankly, a, a lot of things I don't need um, at Amazon.com. But my tool this week is a, a really fun website for things you can use to get your space better organized. And it's called theorganizingstore.com. I mean, it's, it's called the organizing store, but it's found at the organizing store.com. There'll be a link in the show notes. Um, if you're looking for fun or pretty and or pretty home organization accessories and tools, this is a great resource. So again, the tip is, uh, no big, uh, excitement here, but shop online, save yourself some time and uh, check out the organizingstore.com if you're on a kick for getting your space organized. I want to get right into the, the main topic this, uh, for this episode, and that's uh, talking about um, perfectionism. You know, most of us would say that having high standards is a good thing. Striving for excellence is a good thing. Um, but like anything else, that can be taken to extremes. And when it is, we might call it perfectionism. And it can really actually interfere with our productivity, with our ability to get the things done that we care about or achieve the things that we want or need to achieve. And um, it, it really seems like a lot of women struggle with this uh, to varying degrees from, and from time to time. So I thought it made sense to talk about it here. So what is it? What is perfectionism? Where does it come from? It's basically a tendency to set standards so high that they can't be met and then suffer either the fallout of not meeting them or of being so afraid of not meeting them that you just don't even get anything done. And that's not, uh, you know, the technical, um, uh, clinical definition of it. That's just kind of how I tend to think about it. What is perfection? Uh, A dictionary definition of that is that it's the condition, state, or quality of being free or as free as possible from all flaws or defects. Well, and it's, it's not realistic in most cases. There are very few things in the world in life that are actually perfect. Uh, But 
perfectionists are seeking that condition, state, or quality of being free from all flaws or defects. So what's the difference between this and just having high standards? Maybe it's just allowing a margin for error. Um, It's certainly important to try to do your best and not make mistakes, but most of us realize, you know, mistakes happen and you can make a mistake and still be successful. Perfectionists, on the other hand, think a mistake equals failure. And even more, that it reflects on their worth or their value as a person. When we are suffering from perfectionism, we really are thinking that we are defined by what we do and by how well we do it. Um, I read this really great uh, article, and I'll put a link in the show notes, um, from Psychology Today online. It's called The Four Difficulties of Being a Perfectionist. And this quote in there that I thought was really worth thinking about, being a perfectionist, the article says, isn't about things being perfect. It's about thinking things need to be perfect and vigilantly pursuing it. Emotionally, this means that instead of living your life in a place of self-acceptance, perfectionists are on a continual treadmill chasing the elusive feeling of having everything in their lives be right. Wow. Uh, You know, this is something that I have struggled with, and maybe that's why I thought this made, uh, you know, would make a worthwhile topic for the Productive Woman podcast. But um, again, it's not about things being perfect. It's about thinking things need to be perfect. Perfectionists um, struggle with a negative orientation. Perfectionism is a negative thing. People who are dealing with perfectionism want to succeed, but what they're really focusing on is not failing. And that makes it really a toxic attitude, a toxic thought pattern, and a, a toxic series of behaviors. Perfectionists tend to be very critical of themselves and others. They tend to be pushed toward goals by fear of not reaching them rather than drawn toward their goals by the anticipation of the accomplishment. Um, You know, think about whether that's you, whether that's something you, you know, a mindset that you have. Perfectionists tend to see it as all about the results. And anything less than a perfectly met goal is seen as a failure. So the process or the journey doesn't matter. Effort doesn't count. It's all about the results and them being perfect. And perfectionists tend to be very much driven by a fear of failure. I don't know. Does that sound familiar to you? Or is it just me? I don't know. Um, so, you know, is, is this something? Now, there is a... a you know, from the reading that I did about this, and let me, you know, back up and say, I'm certainly not a psychologist by any means. I'm just a lawyer in my day job. But, uh, you know, this is something that I've struggled with over the time, over time. And so it's something I've done some reading and learning about. And, and um, there is certainly, from what I've read, a clinical diagnosis kind of thing of perfectionism that can really be taken to extremes. And somebody that's really, you know, paralyzed by this, you know, maybe can get some help um, from a a therapist, but um, it can affect all of us to one degree or another. And that's, again, why I think it's worth worth talking about here. So, you know, is this a problem that you have? Is this something you struggle with? The, the, some questions you can ask yourself, do, do I have trouble meeting my own standards? 
Do I often feel frustrated, depressed, anxious, or angry while I'm trying to meet my standards? Have I been told by other people that my standards are too high? And maybe most significant for, or for purposes of a, a podcast about productivity is do my standards interfere with my work and my accomplishments? Do, do, do they make it hard for me to meet deadlines, to finish tasks, to start tasks, to trust other people, or to act spontaneously? Because, you know, it's all about um, perfection in, in what we do. Uh, if, if those, if your answer to those questions is yes, then, you know, perfectionism may be uh, a, a, an issue for you. And I would say, you know, don't kid yourself I mean, that, that if, you know, you look around and you think, well, I'm not, you know, obviously I'm not a perfectionist because I don't, I'm, I don't, I'm not doing things right or my house is a mess or my office is a mess or those kind of things. That's, but that's the point. Remember that the, the earlier quote, perfectionism isn't about being perfect. It's about thinking things need to be perfect. And um, that's what you need to be looking at. So what impact does perfectionism have on, uh, on people and on things? Uh, in this Psychology Today article that I was referencing before, um, it, it, it really kind of opened my eyes that it can have a broad and wide-ranging impact on people's lives. Uh, people that struggle with perfectionism may have trouble in relationships because they're so critical uh, of themselves and of other people. They may be often anxious and exhausted because, you know, frankly, trying to get things right all the time is exhausting. Uh, often the uh, people who struggle with perfectionism are, can become depressed by their unmet goals. We, you know, they, we can really have a tendency to beat yourself up over what you're not accomplishing. And a constant need to earn your place in the world. And again, I'm not going to get into, you know, the whole clinical diagnosis and explanation of it. But, you know, and the causes of it and, and where it all comes from. But uh, often those who of us who struggle with perfectionism have this sense that we, we need to be perfect. We need to do things right in order to sort of earn our place at the table. A big uh, consequence or impact of perfectionism, and, you know, this is kind of key in this whole, again, for a, a podcast about productivity, uh, is that perfectionism can result in chronic procrastination. You know, because perfectionists fear failure, they will sometimes worry so much about doing things imperfectly that they simply become immobilized, paralyzed, and fail to do anything at all. And, you know, of course, that creates this vicious cycle because they feel like they failed and, you know, and just spirals. And, and this is something that, uh, you know, frankly, my whole life I've struggled with. And I've talked about this before, that um, my fear of doing something badly, especially in front of other people, has meant that I've missed out on lots of, um, lots of fun things and lots of opportunities in life. Frankly, I, I almost didn't do this podcast, uh, not this episode, but I mean the the whole thing. Uh, if you've listened to episode zero, you heard me tell a little bit of the story of how, 
you know, I, I, I was feeling this pull to do this podcast was something I really felt uh, drawn toward, but I was, and, and so I went through all these steps to prepare to do it. I signed up for a, a course on podcasting uh, with someone who's just a recognized expert in the field. I mean, paid money to take this online course and studied and did all the stuff, gathered the, the equipment and got the setup, came up with the title, got the artwork done, um, you know, did some, some test recordings and things like that, uh, had all, you know, took all these steps to do it and then spent literally six months finding all sorts of just really, really good reasons why I wasn't quite ready to launch. And it really came down to just abject terror of doing it and not doing it well and putting it out there and people thinking, who, who is she? What, who does she think she is? And that sounds awful. And, you know, it, just this fear of failure of doing something badly. And it, it was, it, it was depressing. I mean, it was really disheartening because it was something that I wanted so much to do and, um, just found all sorts of reasons to put off. I'll do it next week. I need to get this this in order. I need to do this. Or this week I'm too busy, but next week I'll be ready to really do a good job of it. And I just had to, the only way I got started was I had to just abandon the idea of doing it perfectly and be willing to do it just okay um, in terms of the sound quality and, you know, the preparation a perfectionist can just prepare themselves to death um, for anything they want to do. And, and without some encouragement of some other people to just, you know, do it and, and put it out there, I, I certainly wouldn't be sitting in front of this microphone today. But it was hard. And um, I would have really missed the fun that I've had doing this. And I hope um, the, the help or the, you know, the encouragement that I've been able to offer you so um, procrastination is a huge, huge impact of perfectionism uh, as folks just put it off and put it off and put it off. Another thing um, that can, or an outcome that, uh, that can result from perfectionism is folks will be overly cautious and thorough and, you know, just spend hours on a task that, that takes other people, you know, just a little bit of time um, to get done or they're constantly trying to improve things by redoing them over and over again. I have lots of friends who are writers or who are, uh, you know, and who are aspire to be published. And uh, in some cases, they've been working on their manuscript literally for years, redoing it over and over and going over it with a fine tooth comb, just, just always thinking, okay, I need to go through it one more time and fix this or fix that. And, um, and they never get it sent out there. And, and it really comes down to being afraid that it's not going to be good enough. So uh, it's a real, uh, it really can interfere with your, your accomplishment of things that matter to you. Um, sometimes, a lot of times perfectionists will avoid trying new things because they don't want to risk making a mistake or doing it badly. And again, that's been me my whole life. I, I 
you know, as I reach a certain age in life and realize there's, you know, I don't have forever to do the things that I've dreamed of. At some point, you either have to give up or say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to take a chance and hope that people will extend enough grace to let me make a mistake and not, um, you know, not pick on me too much. Um, a lot of times, uh, perfectionists can suffer from low self-esteem. They tend to be self-critical and, you know, sometimes unhappy, often lonely or isolated because their critical nature and rigidity can can push other people away. And so there's a lot of um, as negative consequences of letting perfectionism sort of take over your life. So how can we overcome it? Um, and again, this is, I'm not making this up. I'm not a therapist, but I, this is, these are the, the steps that in the various, uh, articles and materials that I read, these, that, the, uh, the, the experts, I guess, suggest, uh, for dealing with this first step, like in anything else is recognizing that a change might be needed. Uh, realizing that, recognizing that, um, uh, the 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 first step really in changing from this perfectionistic attitude to just a, a healthy level of of standard setting is to realize and accept and acknowledge that perfectionism is undesirable. It's an illusion. It's unattainable. You can't get perfection because we're human beings, and that's a huge step for us to take. Um, and it's the first step to recognize that the perfectionism that that is interfering that it's interfering with your life it's not getting you what you want in life and a change is needed and then you got to take steps to change the thinking that got you there and change your behavior and um there's various steps some strategies and things that you can do you know challenge these thoughts these self-defeating thoughts and behaviors that fuel your perfectionism and keep you on this cycle. So some of these we've talked about in, in previous episodes, actually. Um, this one great article that I read um, was actually um, prepared by the, the counseling student counseling center for the University of Illinois that I thought was so helpful um, one of the things that they encourage is to set realistic and reachable goals based on the things that you want and the things um, that you're looking for uh, to accomplish in your life and maybe relevant to things you've accomplished in the past. Uh, remember, we've talked in the previous episodes about um, making our goals reachable and realistic. And when you do that, each time you accomplish one of those, it... Um, you know, fuels your confidence and helps you feel better about things. Um, experiment with your standards for success. Choose an activity, you know, and instead of aiming for a hundred percent perfect, uh, try to be willing, uh, for say 90% effort, um, or six or even 80% success. Realize, um, that, the world doesn't fall apart if you're not perfect, if you don't achieve exactly uh, perfect standards. Focus on the process of doing an activity, not just the end result. Again, perfectionism is really focused on the result and ignores effort 
ignores the process. But one of the things that you can do, and, and this is something I struggle with because I'm really very results oriented and I like to complete things and check them off the list. But one of the things that I'm trying to do more of is just enjoy the process, not just look at the end result, but, and evaluate your success in terms of how much you enjoyed that process uh, and not just how much you accomplished. There is value in that process of pursuing your goals and and doing the task itself. And when, uh, another thing that you can do in dealing with all this is, um, when you find yourself feeling anxious and discouraged and depressed because you feel like you've you know not accomplished something perfectly, ask yourself: Have I um, set unrealistically you know impossible expectations for myself in this situation? What could I do differently? Um, confront the fears because so much of perfectionism is about the fear of failure and. Uh, you know, one article I read in particular was talking about how perfectionists tend to think kind of on a grand scale and kind of catastrophically. And so what's the, um, you know, when you find yourself feeling paralyzed by fear that you're going to fail, take a step back and ask yourself, what am I afraid of? What is the worst thing that could happen here? Is somebody going to die if I fail? Okay. And if you're, you know, if you're a surgeon or something, then maybe that's the case. And, uh, you know, think about what that means. But for most of us, that's not, you know, that's not the case. Even in my day job as a lawyer, I want to do things perfectly, but I have to, and I can let that drive me to distraction as I'm trying to, you know, be perfect about everything. But I have to sometimes let myself think, you know what, this isn't brain surgery. Nobody's going to die if I make a mistake. I certainly am going to try not to make a mistake. But if I do, nobody's going to die. And it doesn't mean I'm a bad person. So, you know, ask yourself those things and re- and recognize that I think we, you know, the longer you live in life, you realize lots of really positive things can be learned by making mistakes because sometimes that means you're trying something new and you're, uh, you know, expanding your, your horizons a little bit. So when you make a mistake and you find yourself beating yourself up over it, take a step back. I'm, I keep saying that, take a step back, but and ask yourself, what can I learn from this experience? What, uh, you know, make a list of all the things you can learn from the mistake you've made. Avoid all or none thinking in relation to your goals. Learn to think about, um, you know, kind of prioritize what are the things that really deserve 100% all-out effort and other things that you can uh, maybe not kill yourself for but do kind of good enough. Uh, For me, an example is this podcast. I want to do a great production for you. I want it to be useful content, helpful, you know, practical stuff done in an excellent way with the great sound quality and all these things. But the fact is, um, I have a day job, I have, uh, you know, a certain amount of time that I can devote to doing this. And where am I going to spend that time? I, I, uh, instead of editing it and trying to, you know, take out every um or miss um, statement or something that as I'm talking, I, I've tried to focus the time that I spend on this in coming up with content that I hope is useful to you. And, um, 
and I have to sort of let myself believe that that you are, um, are going to, uh, you know, I guess extend me the grace to not have it be perfect and not always say everything perfectly all the time. Um, so we have to do that to ourselves. And and one thing that I think is really a useful help, uh, useful uh, approach is when you catch yourself beating yourself up over something you've done and that you feel like you haven't done it as well as you could, ask yourself, how would you look at it if, if instead of it being you, it was somebody you love? Would you beat them up over it? Or would you say, you know what, you tried, you get, you put forth a, a great effort. And, you know, it, I, I guess we all need to learn to um, be that kind to ourselves, um, as much as we would somebody else that we love. So those are some suggestions um, that will maybe help us get past the perfectionism and move forward with accomplishing things. Again, as, as we started out saying, having high standards is a good thing. Striving for excellence in the things we do is a good thing. But setting unrealistically high standards can prevent us, actually, from accomplishing things we care about. We can learn to um, enjoy the process, give ourselves the freedom to, uh, to make mistakes and, and not uh, beat ourselves up over it, and become far more productive and enjoy the process even more. So that's... Um, those are my thoughts on perfectionism. Um, you know, what do you think? Is this something you struggle with? Uh, is there something that you have uh, missed out on because of, of perfectionism? Or do you have a suggestion for a way that you have overcome your perfectionist fears and, you know, kind of put yourself out there and, and tried something and, and, really been able to celebrate a victory because of that. Uh, I would love it if you would share your questions, your comments, your suggestions. And you can do that by going to theproductivewoman.com. Look for the show notes for episode seven, and then scroll down to the comments section. I, as always, I just, I would love to hear from you. Comments, questions, suggestions, anything. So do feel free to leave me a a comment there and I will certainly respond. Um, The next episode, we're going to be talking about how to say no gracefully. This, as I've mentioned before, this was a question that came in from a listener a, a, a few weeks ago. And I, I want to talk about that in the next episode. So if you have any questions about saying no, either, you know, struggling when with not being able to or good ways to do it to say no when you need to without being an ugly person Uh, any questions or suggestions you can email those to me uh, at feedback at theproductivewoman.com or you can remember leave a voice message by going to laura-mcclellan.com that's l-a-u-r-a dash or hyphen McClellan, M-C-C-L-E-L-L-A-N.com. And you can click on the little pink tab at the right-hand side of the website. Be sure to tell me who you are. You know, 
I'm Sally from Seattle. And if you have a website or a blog, um, leave the URL with your message. If I use your question or suggestion in the episode, I'll share your site as well. So, you know, you can leave voice messages, whether it's uh, with questions or suggestions about the upcoming topic or about this one, or a suggestion about something you'd like to see me uh, address in a future episode. Again, would love to hear from you. Well, that's it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you. As always, I so much appreciate you spending this time with me. I hope that you found something in it that's useful or helpful to you. If you enjoy the podcast and you haven't already subscribed, remember you can subscribe to The Productive Woman in iTunes or in Stitcher. Links to both are in the show notes at theproductivewoman.com and look for episode 7. You can also click on the iTunes or Stitcher icon in the right-hand sidebar of the blog at laura-mcclellan.com. Subscribing by any of those means will mean that your each new episode goes straight to your computer or your smartphone, whatever podcatcher you use. As soon as it's released, it gets pushed out to you, so you have it right away. If you think this podcast is worthwhile, I would really be grateful if you would post a review of The Productive Woman on iTunes. And it really helps keep the podcast visible so people who haven't heard of it yet can discover it and hopefully benefit from it. Finally, I always like to remind you, be sure to join the conversation on Facebook. You can look for The Productive Woman in Facebook, like the page, and if you do that... um, leave a post there and say hi, introduce yourself, or ask a question, uh, post a topic for folks to weigh in on. I've said before, and I will keep saying that I really want to create a community here and and start a dialogue, because I don't have all the answers. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out what some of the questions are. And, and, uh, but I think we as a community can really support and encourage and help each other. So I want to hear from you. Uh, And I look forward to um, getting back with you next time. And until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter.